0: we're just going to start right here and allow everyone to gather at the beginning of the exhibition. I'm so thrilled to see everyone out here. This is a really great group. And let me just start by, um, for those of you who weren't downstairs, I'm Jennifer Quick. I'm a research assistant here at the National Portrait Gallery, and I'm going to be talking to you this evening about a work in this exhibition called Wanted Poster by the artist Marcel Duchamp. Now, the Wanda poster is part of a larger exhibition entitled Inventing Marcel Duchamp, the Dynamics of Portraiture. So in order to really understand about this poster, I want to also tell you a little bit about the exhibition itself. I think the best way to sum up this exhibition, which some of you might have seen already, is to say that it's all about the question of who is Marcel Duchamp or who was Marcel Duchamp. But really we like to still say who is Marcel Duchamp because one thing that we see from this show is that he's still living with us today. Although he's since passed on, his legacy lives through artists who continue to learn from Duchamp, borrow ideas from him. He still remains very, very influential for reasons that I hope we'll see more of. So I'm going to lead you down this way, um, in front of the work that I'll be talking about. So if everyone just wants to follow me. And of course you'll have a chance later to see the rest of the show. Here is the wanted poster. So feel free to make yourselves comfortable. Take a closer look. So first of all, let me just ask, who could give an answer to the question, who is Marcel Duchamp? Does anyone know? Anyone know anything about Marcel Duchamp? No? Yes, he submitted a urinal that he called Fountain to an art show once. Does anyone know that work, The Overturn? This was in uh, 1917, 1913. Yes, yeah, so, so quite, quite a long time ago. Duchamp, well, I'll just tell you a little bit about him. But as I said, one thing that we really learn from this show is that Marcel Duchamp, if we try to ask the question, who was Marcel Duchamp, we get many different answers. Because one thing that Marcel Duchamp was very interested in was um, trying on all different kinds of identities. So he liked to always play with different ways to see himself. He liked to portray himself in different ways. And he was always playing with our notion of who he really was as an artist, as a person. And I think the wanted poster, which we see here, sums that up really well. Um, Just a little bit about Marcel Duchamp. He was born in France, and he spent a lot of his time in the United States actually becoming an American citizen eventually, which is one reason why we can include him in a show at the National Portrait Gallery, which features American artists, because Duchamp really came um, into himself as an artist in the United States. He spent a lot of time in the United States. He was most well-known for a particular work that he did called uh, New Descending the Staircase. This is a Cubist-inspired work that some of you might have heard of, and if you want to take a look at it, there's a small reproduction of it right here in another work that... Duchamp made. It was kind of a mini-museum of his artwork. But this work called New Descending a Staircase, when it was first displayed in New York in 1913, caused a huge scandal because it was so shocking to people. It was very modern in style, and people, American audiences, just didn't know what to do with this work. So already, very early on in his career, Duchamp was known as someone who liked to shock, who liked to overturn expectations of who is an artist and what makes a work of art. If we look at the Wanted poster, which Marcel Duchamp originally made in 1923, we see those same ideas very much at play. Some of the first things that you might notice by looking at this work, and feel free to take a closer look if you'd like to, is that we see the, in big letters the words Wanted $2,000 Reward. We see a description down here. And we see mugshots, which is shots, mugshots of Marcel Duchamp himself, using this um, format of the mugshot, which would maybe remind us of a criminal photograph. So when we look at the wanted poster, we, we right away identify it with um, like an FBI type poster that would be used to identify a criminal, to help us actually find someone. Well, Marcel Duchamp uses this format to actually make himself sort of more evasive, to overturn our expectations of who he is, and to use this format in a way that might make us question, who is Marcel Duchamp? Duchamp found this poster in 1923 in New York. It was actually a joke kind of poster made for tourists where they could insert their own photographs in these spaces here. So right away he's using something that he finds, a cheap reproduction, a kind of joke thing that no one would really think of as art, but Duchamp uses it in a way um, that makes us really think about what, what is this simple wanted poster doing. So he finds this joke poster, he puts his photographs in here, these very grainy mugshots, where it's actually very hard to kind of make out who he is, and then he takes the poster to a printer and alters the text below it. So I'll read you some of what it says here where we get a larger idea of what the poster is saying. It says, for information leading to the arrest of George W. Welch, alias Bull, alias Pickens, etc., etc., Operated Bucket Shop in New York, under name Hook, Line, and Sinker. Height about 5 feet 9 inches. Weight about 180 pounds. Complexion Medium Eyes Same, known also under name Aero C'est La Vie. So right away, one thing that might strike you about this wanted poster that's supposedly giving us information about who someone is is that it doesn't even use the name Marcel Duchamp. Nowhere on the poster do we actually see his name. Instead, Duchamp uses a variety of aliases to identify himself. This is something he does throughout his career. George W. Welch, Hook, Lion, and Sinker, which of course he's playing, he's being humorous here, Bull, Pickens. But again, nowhere does he identify himself as Marcel Duchamp. He's playing with us here. He's playing with what this poster is supposed to do. Now, below, we see this name, Eros et Does anyone happen to know what that name is, what that refers to? I'm just curious, you might have. Well, if you go throughout the exhibition, you'll learn a lot about Eros et vie. If you say these words in French, or if you say these words, Eros et la vie, what it translates to in French is Eros, love, c'est la vie. Such is life. Right, I see you nodding, you know what I'm <laughs> you must know a little bit of French. So Duchamp, along with some of these other tactics he uses in the poster, really is playing with language. He's playing with words. And this is something that we'll also see throughout his career. Now Aroselle V is Duchamp's female alter ego that he adopts right around this time. This is around the time we see the first emergence of Eros So on this poster, he's also giving us another name for himself, which is this female alter ego, Eros another way to explore another facet of his identity. So if we were to sum up from this poster what we... Who is Marcel Duchamp? We would have this whole list of things. We have Arrosay Lavie. We'd have the names of these, these different um, characters: Bull, Pickens, Hook, Lion, and Sinker. And but we still we still don't maybe know who is Marcel Duchamp. But through using all these different aliases and these different names, he's telling us something about the way he sees identity itself. And when we think of identity. This is something Marcel Duchamp actually thinks about a lot as he's creating these works of art. We think of how do we know who we are? How do we define ourselves? Well, one thing that we see in this work is that Duchamp really understands that no one defines themselves in just one way. We all have many ways to understand who we are, and although he's doing that in a very humorous way here, if we think of it on a practical level, it's actually very true. We we have many different roles that we all play. And throughout his career, Duchamp explored that. He really pushed the boundaries of how we understand identity and how we can all take on a variety of roles um, throughout our lives. And he really, he really did, um, that's one of his biggest legacies that we see, is that he understood that about identity, that it's not just one thing. In fact, one person is many things. And in fact, that's one of the most enduring legacies of Marcel Duchamp. A few other interesting things about the poster, as I already referenced, is that it doesn't use sort of a high art format, that Duchamp is looking to pop culture. He's looking to things we use every day to make art. And in fact, I referenced in the beginning the, how he used it took an overturned urinal and turned it into a work of art called Fountain. This is also an important legacy of Duchamp that he once... Um, to expand the boundaries of what can be considered a work of art, to look to everyday kind of objects that people might not normally think of, of works of art. Another crucial aspect of this poster, I think, is its sense of humor. And if you go throughout this exhibition, you'll see that Duchamp really did have a wonderful sense of humor. He loved uh, to play jokes, tricks. He loved to kind of play with people, but also there was always a serious element to what he was doing, which again brings it back to that point of thinking about identity itself. And I'd just like to say a few words, too, about the influence of this particular work. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, this question of who is Marcel Duchamp is so uh, poignant for so many artists and so many people who have looked to Duchamp as an influence to their own work. And if you actually turn to the wall where you all are standing behind you, you'll see four works of art that use the idea of the wanted poster, so other artists using the idea of the wanted poster to express something about their own identity. So right away, just four examples, and this is only four examples of artists who have been influenced by Duchamp. The work at the very beginning, to to the right, to the left, I'm sorry, is from 1950, and the one on the very far right is from 2007. So you can see that his influence was very wide-ranging, that it continues up till today as artists explore ideas about identity, identity, about using pop culture in their work, and about um, what it means for someone to take on multiple identities. And they play with this idea through using this format of the wanted poster. Something else that is very interesting about this work, and that is very important to who Duchamp is, who he is as an artist, is that this is not even the so-called original of the work that Duchamp created. He creates it in 1923, as I mentioned, and unfortunately it's lost over the years. We're not really sure what happened to it. So what we have here is a replica, but what's so interesting about that is one of the very reasons that Duchamp chose the wanted poster is because it could be easily reproduced. So in a way, it's just perfect because we have something here that's a reproduction of something that was already a mechanical copy, a mechanical reproduction when Duchamp used it, And here what we have is a reproduction in itself. It's very interesting. What's also fascinating about that is Duchamp, um, we can tell how important this work was to him because he did make multiples of it throughout his career. So he makes one in 1923, and then he replicates it in 1938 for the work that you see here, which I'm sure you've all been interested by. It's such a fascinating work. This is Marcel Duchamp's Bois en Valise, or Box in a Vallis. And this is essentially a mini museum of his work where he makes multiples of all these other works of art that he's done and includes them in a format that can be packed up, folded, and carried around. So the wanted poster was a work that Marcel Duchamp chose to put in here. And I think that tells us a lot about how important it was to him that he actually wanted it in this mini museum of his, of, of his own work. Another way that Marcel Duchamp reuses this poster is in 1963 when he creates the poster on the wall behind you all, the green work, and you see what you see there in the middle is the same wanted poster we've been talking about. He recreates it in 1963 for his first major United States retrospective in Pasadena, California. So again, we see Marcel Duchamp using the same form, using the wanted poster, um, posing himself as sort of a, a criminal or a kind of humorous figure, as, but, but through all that, someone who's wanted, who wants to be known, who wants to be um, searched after in some way. And that's the real legacy of the wanted poster, is that it's a format that has really caught on and allowed Marcel Duchamp to exist throughout time, to shape his legacy so that even people up through 2007 are still looking to this work. And I think that's what's so interesting about it, is that we see it, we see its influence and his influence throughout time, up till now. So I've told you a lot about this work, but I'd love to hear any questions anyone has about the wanted poster or about the exhibition itself. <laughs> yes. speak about the relationship of the poster to the picture? Yes, right here. Yes, absolutely. The Stieglitz photographs right here, right away, um, if we look at these two photographs that are hanging next to the Wanted poster, you see that here is Duchamp, his photograph taken by the photographer Alfred Stieglitz, a well-known early American photographer, in the same format as we see on the Wanted poster. So here is Duchamp posing in the same year, 1923, in the mugshot format. Now, what's interesting is if you compare these to the poster, it's pretty clear that they're not the same because these are very, very grainy. We can hardly see his face. These are very clear, very posed, very sort of classical photographic portraits. And Stieglitz just thought, well, Duchamp was just sitting for a portrait. He just wanted to come in and get his portrait done. But we know, we, I think it's pretty clear from the, that we know that Duchamp was making the wanted poster that he was thinking about the use of this mugshot format and what that could mean um, in terms of his wanted poster, what, what, what even the mugshot means to us as we see it, you know, on, on wanted posters or in jail photographs. He was playing with that format, and he was thinking about that as he actually, we think he was thinking about that as he had these, these portraits taken of Stieglitz, but in the end, I think he found them a little too polished to use in the wanted poster, so. Yes? Mm-hmm. More than the technical execution. Yeah. And I see that here, mm-hmm. in sort of in contrast to the new descending a staircase. Sure. Uh, so, how does it fit in in that transition? This is he one of the first? Mm-hmm. Sort of the idea. Sure. Yes, that is an excellent question, and I'm so glad that you asked it because that is also a central point in the exhibition and of Duchamp's work. He really was one of the first artists to emphasize the conceptual over the visual or over the perceptual. And you're very right to say that's very apparent in the wanted poster. It's visually striking, but it's not a a crafted piece of art. It's not a polished painting. It's it's very much, as I mentioned, it's kind of a low-culture object that he uses to make into this poster. So for Duchamp, what's most important is the concept behind the work. The visual is kind of a, a doorway into that, but he always emphasized the concept first. And I actually think that's one of the reasons why his legacy is in some ways relatively unknown to people who might not be artists or who might not have familiarity with him. Because sometimes it's um, the fact that he pushes the conceptual side of things is sometimes a little harder to, to grasp when we're looking at a work. If we don't, if it's the concept that's most important, we have to know a little bit behind it to understand what's happening. But it is a great question because Duchamp's emphasis on the concept is very influential to pop artists like Andy Warhol. Whose work is displayed behind us down here on that wall? Very influential to a group of artists known as conceptual artists, whose work is also displayed in the exhibition. And in fact, in the 1950s and 60s in the United States, the Duchamp experiences kind of a resurgence of popularity among young artists who start to really emphasize the concept in their work. And in fact, you could use that as a, as a way to define postmodern art itself if we wanted to also think about that, that Duchamp's been also very influential on that point. So, great question. Are there other questions? Jen? Yes. I thought it was so interesting in the your theory that he did away with the Stiekel's photos yes. because he wanted a poster. Did he go for greenier photographs because he wanted it to sort of look more authentic and more of like a tourist trap that someone wanders into in New York. And- yes, I, I do think so. I think that's really great. It would be interesting if we imagine the Stieglitz photographs put in here, they somehow don't fit with this kind of jokey, wanted, poster, this reproduction, this, this cheap print, basically. Um, so I do think that's one reason. I think another thing that's important about the grainy photographs is it, it, again, plays into that sense of evasiveness that Duchamp wants to play up that we can't really see or identify who he is. So in these grainy photographs, we have a much harder time. His face looks a lot more almost generic. It's almost harder to see, whereas here, this is a very you know, classic portrait of Marcel Duchamp. Great question. Well, thank you all for your attention. I really appreciate you coming. And if you have other things you want to say, please feel free to ask. And um, did you want to say a little bit about the films absolutely. again? Thank you so sure. much. This was absolutely wonderful.